Hello everybody and welcome to Into the Darkness. The podcast where I talk about horror movies that most people wouldn't even know existed. I'm Joe Farrar. Hope everybody had a good week. I have a really good show for this week. Uh, um, these uh, these movies that um, I, uh, I'm going to talk about um, tonight uh, are um, the movies along with uh, The Exorcist that really got me... Um, started into um, liking the horror genre and um, I'll get to that in just a minute but um, first you know I always talk about other podcasts and I listen to other podcasts and a couple that I've um, come across is uh, one of them is um, it's uh, they talk about horror movies um, but they they are gear along the line of um, Friday the 13th of course, they don't talk about just Friday Thirteenth movies, but um, they're um, they gear towards that, and they're called Two Guys on Friday, and um, it's a, they have a pretty good podcast. Uh, this uh, late, I think their latest um, episode, they're talking about the um, classic. Uh, um, I don't know if you really want to call it a horror movie, not because it's really more for children, but it's called The Gate. Uh, I've got it on DVD. I love that movie, and uh, but they're they're um, reviewing that movie, and uh, so yeah, check them out. That, that's a pretty good podcast. And then another one that I come across. Um, this one isn't horror related, um, but I do like watching TV. You know, I do. I mean, I love horror, and most of the time that's what I'm watching is horror movies. Uh, but you know, if I'm not watching horror movies, I'm watching TV. You know. I'm, you know, the FBI movie uh, TV shows and uh, NCIS Big Bang Theory you know and um, but uh, there's um, a, a podcast out there called Renee and Ashley Talk Television and they talk about TV shows and it's a pretty good uh, uh, podcast so uh, so yeah check these two out uh, two guys on Friday and um Renee and Ashley uh, talk television. Now, now the, the, before I really get delve into these movies, um, I want to start off by saying that um, I uh, I I watched these movies. Like I said, uh, they got me started into um, liking the horror genre, along with the Exorcist. Exorcist was one that really was the kicker, but these. Um, are low budget movies and really the only of course you can't do it now but really the only way uh, to really enjoy and see these movies and see it is to drive in the drive in and um, of course the drive in is uh, is no longer uh, here um, I mean they have the uh, thanks to COVID they, they've been it's come back quite a bit but they have these uh these outdoor uh, movies that they have, and I've been to a couple. Uh, they have one of the movies in the park in uh, Little Rock, where um, that I've been to, and they're they're all right. But there is nothing like going to a drive-in movie. And um, back in the seventies, um, it was just it, there was there's nothing like the drive-in. I mean, you you young people out there just don't know. Um, what an experience it is to go to the drive-in, especially to watch a horror movie. I mean, 
what you usually what the, the drive-in usually opened up the gates opened at uh, probably about an hour or two before sunset and you drove up and I think they charged it when, when they first started they charged um, by the person how many people were in the car but later on I believe they may have just charged by the car just one price for the car I'm not quite sure I may be wrong on that but I mean you drive through down this little this little driveway and there's just one little single booth that uh is sitting there and the person's there and he, you buy your ticket there and you drive on uh, down in through the, the little paved road and um the one that I was at you made a little turn and then you come into this huge open field and all it had was these white poles with two gray speakers hanging on them and uh you know, of course, you you park wherever you you feel like it, and uh, most all drive-ins had a um, a playground right in front of the huge screen, and uh, so in, in most of the in fact these movies I'm talking about tonight are uh, they're all PG. Of course, you know they're they're rate they're uh, horror movies, but they're all rated PG, so you can bring your kids uh, to the drive-in, and. Uh, they, they had that, that playground right in front of the, the uh, screen and um, they're right in the center of this big open uh, field with uh, where you park your cars at is a little is a building where there was a concession stand and the one that I went to right beside the where actually it was right up underneath the projection uh, window where the projection the projector was at was these old rusty um, I wouldn't call them lawn chairs, but they were they were metal chairs that you could rock in, and uh, you could sit out there and and watch the movie out in the chairs. Uh, sometimes I, when I was younger, I would sit on the swings in the playground and watch the movie real real close up, and it's just um, it's an experience that that if you haven't gone to a drive-in movie, you know it's. Um, it's, it's, I miss it. I miss it a lot. In fact, these movies here, like I said, I saw these movies at the drive-in. And they had some crazy um, movies out there besides these three. Um, there's one in particular that I remember. And I, I couldn't really get into this in that much because it was really cheesy. Really low budget. But, it, but I liked the name. And it's called The Rats Are Coming... The werewolves are here, and I just I, I just remember I think that one had um, a double feature with um oh no no the double feature there was one that was called I I eat I drink your blood and I eat your skin, and those are two movies that pretty much played side by side and they a lot of people thought that that was one movie I drink your blood and I eat your skin but they were actually two and. Then the rats are coming. The werewolves are here. Crazy movie, um, but yeah, uh, the, the drive-in and experiencing the drive-in movie is just a, a something that uh, it's. I, I really miss it. It's just it's it was heaven to me, and they, they would have um, midnight. I mean, not midnight, but um, uh, mar- horror movie marathons. They would play all night long. 
horror movies all night long from dusk till dawn and um it was it, it, it but it was really sad because for some reason it started going downhill um after so many years where they first started uh I told you the speakers were little gray boxes. I want to get one of those speakers. They have them on, on eBay. I think they're pretty cheap. And I want to get one of those. But uh, they had those speakers on those on those little white poles. And they was in, hanging in little baskets. And you just hang it up. Get the speaker and hang it on your window. And you listen to the um, the movie through the speaker. And then it, they, they started, um, after it started kind of um, losing its popularity... The drive-in losing its popularity. They started uh, with something. I can't remember if it hung on your window or not, but it was something that went radio waves that went through your car radio. And uh, I didn't like that because um, the reception wasn't really all that good. Um, and some people, you know, didn't have radios in a car. And I think maybe they had a portable little speaker or something if you didn't have a radio that they'd give you. I'm not sure, but... Um, yeah, then it, it started going downhill. People stopped uh, uh, going to the movies. I think when um, the uh, projectors started, um, well, well, I guess when they turned into digital, uh, that's when it started really going downhill. But, I mean, I may be wrong on that, but it was just sad because it was a fun, you can have a fun evening at the drive-in. And... Um, the one I, I actually worked at one. It was an Asher drive-in, and, uh, and it, it was it was okay. I'd rather go watch the movies than work at one. But uh, shortly after I quit there, it it turned into a um, an outdoor porn movie theater or drive-in. It was right beside of an outlet mall, and they had to block or put fences in behind the uh, the uh, buildings because people would drive. In behind the um, the stores and watch the movies over the fence, and they had to put fences up so that people wouldn't go see any X-rated <laughs> movies. Uh, but then after that, it, it, they closed it down, and you know they all the movie theaters started closing down. But yeah, I remember um, seeing these three movies um, at the drive-in, and like I said, of course you can't do it now, but um, you really should watch these movies at the drive-in. Um, but the first one that I want to talk about is this. This movie is a freaking classic, classic horror movie, and it's called "Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things." It's um it came out back in 1972, and like I said, all these movies. It, this was PG. And it's about an hour and uh, 27 minutes long. Now, this movie is about um, six friends in a theatrical troupe dig up a corpse on an abandoned island to use in a mock satanic rite. It backfires with deadly consequences. Now, this movie was directed by Bob Clark. Now, Bob Clark was a pretty popular director back in the day uh, he directed um, another classic horror movie which was probably filmed a little better than what this one was because um, this was pretty much his 
I believe it may have been one of his first directorial uh, movies. Uh, but he directed uh, Black Christmas. A lot of horror fans, fans uh, I'm sure know uh, what Black Christmas is. But then he directed two of the most funniest comedies I believe I have ever seen. And that was Porky's and Porky's 2 the next day. Uh, those movies, I mean, if you haven't seen them or if you haven't heard of them, look them up. I'm sure they're online somewhere. Um, but Porky's and Porky's 2 are just freaking hilarious. Uh, he, he also directed a, a Christmas story, believe it or not. It's another popular Christmas uh, movie. And he also directed a movie um, called Baby Genius. Uh, that was a, a comedy. And that's several um, years on, um, before, uh, after um, now this movie. But now this movie stars uh, Alan Ormsby. He plays Alan. And Anya Ormsby, she plays Anya. They, they actually, they were married at the time that, um, that this movie was filmed. Um, that this movie also stars um, Bruce Solomon. He plays Wins, and um, you'd recognize him in a, a movie called uh, Night of the Creeps. Um, he plays a p- policeman in that movie. I might talk about that movie. I love that movie too. But he was also in a TV show um, called Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman. And now, now this this movie, like I said, it's it's really good it's um it's about this this theater troupe that um um well um alan alan ormsby's character he uh he takes his theater troupe uh to an island that uh, pretty much had was nothing but a cemetery for uh deranged and homicidal um um suicide sorry but uh criminals um and um, they were um, went to the island to uh, uh, dig up a body and um, do a satanic ritual, a mock satanic ritual. And of course, he thought it, it might come true and everything, but um, he was real mean to uh, to these um, these people. But uh, he called them his children, and um, he. Um, they got to the island and they went to this house and uh, they uh, dug, okay, had a, a chest, a wooden chest and that they had brought with them. He opened it up and he took out a ceremonial robe and a book and he did, did this incantation and um, had them you know, repeat after him and all this other stuff and it didn't work. And uh, there was a, a trick that, that um, they pulled on one of the, the guys. I won't tell you what it is, uh, uh, but it was a pretty mean trick. But um, but they uh, uh, pulled this trick on him. And then I think that was uh, before they did their actual ceremony. But anyway, he did the ceremony and it didn't work. And um, so they were uh, trying to decide... Uh, what they were going to do next and then they come to find out these, these zombies started coming out of the grave and started attacking them and it's pretty much them trying to survive and um, they uh, 
I think they they read the the uh, the book to where it said that uh, you say this other um, spell and um, the zombies would go back into to where they were um, so you know to their graves and so uh, they did the spell but they were supposed to bury the body that they had dug up and um, they did the spell and the zombies stopped attacking and they started lumbering back to their graves and everything but then something happens at the end of it and uh, man this this movie it's just it's great for 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 that time period it's it's just amazing I, lo- I love this movie um, it has one of the creepiest endings to it for that time period uh it's um i won't tell you what it is but it it, it's really i mean it was filmed in florida let me tell you that and you could see at the end of it you could see the the skyline of florida um but what happens uh if you haven't seen it you need to watch it and see what happens but a lot of things um this movie was pretty popular especially in the town that it was uh, filmed in I can't remember if it, that they did it here or not, but I do remember either um, reading about it or, or um, like I said, if it was here, I probably even saw it. But uh, some of the uh, local restaurants, the area restaurants, had special menus for ki- for kids, and uh, the 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 menu had a, a half um, skull on the front of it. And it said children shouldn't play with dead things menu, and they had regular the regular um, uh, menu on the um, you know the regular food on the, the menu, but they named it differently. Like one of them was called Blood Shake, uh, another one was Flesh Strips, which were French fries, another one was um, uh, Brain Delight, which was Jello. I mean, it's, they just. Um, they went all out with this movie, so so yeah, I get I strongly, strongly suggest that you look this movie up. I give this movie a ten out of ten, a strong ten out of ten. Uh, uh, you can watch it on Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime. Actually, you can get the DVD on on Amazon. Unfortunately, I haven't got it, but I'm going to at one t- eventually. And um, but you can watch it on Prime, and it's also on. Uh, a Tubi TV. Now the next movie I want to talk about is a movie called The Devil's Reign. It came out in 1975. It's also PG, and it was about an hour and uh, 26 minutes long. And this movie is about when a cult leader is burnt alive by the local church. He vows to return and enslave the souls of the congregation heirs in a pact with Satan. Now this movie was uh, directed by um, Robert Foist. Now if uh, I'm sure that a lot of uh, horror fans remember the uh, abominable Dr. Fives. Uh, one of Vincent Price's um, best movies. In fact I think <clears throat> Excuse me, I think that's one of the, uh, his his best. I I, I, love, I I like that these two movies of his is I think his he did a great job in. And that's the abominable Doctor Fives, 
and Dr. Fives rises again. Uh, yeah, but this um, this director directed uh, the Dr. Fives movies. Now, this movie stars Ernest Borgnine. He plays Jonathan Corbis. Um, you'll remember, uh, everybody knows, should know um, Ernest Borgnine. He, he was in Escape from New York. Um, Mikel's Navy, if anybody uh, knows the old TV shows. Uh, he was also, he, he did 15 episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants, and he was the voice of Mermaid Man in uh, that cartoon. This movie also stars another um, old-time actor, Eddie Albert. He plays Dr. Sam Richards. Uh, people will know him best as, um, um, I don't remember what his character's name was, but he was in Green Acres. Uh, this movie also stars the one and only William Shatner. Uh, he plays Mark Preston, and he, uh, he, he actually was in, if anybody doesn't know this, was in 79 episodes of uh, Star Trek. This movie also stars uh, Tom Skerritt. He plays Tom Preston. Uh, everybody knows him uh, in Alien. Uh, he was also in The Dead Zone. He was in Top Gun. And he was in uh, Poltergeist 3. And then um, this movie also stars... Well, actually, it was a cameo appearance, but it was one of the movies, was the movie that got this guy um, started, and that's John Travolta. He played Danny. Uh, just a cameo, a role in it, but he was, he was still um, in it. Of course, you know, John Travolta was in Carrie and uh, The Boy in the Plastic Bubble. Uh, he was, of course, Saturday Night Live in Greece. And, uh, this movie also stars an old actress called um, by the name of Ida Lupino she plays Mrs. Preston and uh, she was in a, um, a movie I don't know if you would call it a horror movie or not but uh, I looked it up to see if I could find it online I can't find it uh, but it was called The Food of the Gods it came out in 1976 and uh, that movie was about a, um, a strange substance that came out of the ground um, and the wildlife were eating it, and they would grow to gigantic sizes, you know, almost like Godzilla and King Kong size. And um, you know, they had a giant rabbit, and I think uh, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly what. It's been so long since I've seen that movie, but yeah, Ida Lupino was in that, and um, I like, I loved that movie too. Um, and this movie won. Uh, well, actually, uh, Ida Lupino. Uh, won um, one award at the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films back in 1976. She won the Golden Scroll for Best Supporting Actress in this movie. Now, uh, this movie was... Um, it's got a lot of cheese in it. <laughs> this movie is so... It's... Um, well, William Shatner, he, he, he's... Um, in the Preston family have this book that supposedly has the souls, the names of all the souls that were um, that uh, Corbus has um, sent to Satan, and um, Corbus is wanting this uh, this book back, and they, this family's had it hidden for so long, and it, um, um, this uh, William Shatner's. Uh, uh, father 
uh, comes to their house and it's raining it's pouring down rain and his father's eyes are like blackened out and he's uh, almost like out uh, you know, way out there he's about ready to just pass out and he tries to tell them that uh to give them give him the book and anyway he he falls down and he dies and uh he starts melting the rain starts um causing him to melt and uh so um william shatner he goes in um to uh this ghost town and he confronts corvus and uh corvus ends up uh getting him and uh with his disciples help and uh turns him into one of his disciples and his brother um tom scarrett's character and tom scarrett's character's wife uh and a doctor which played by eddie eddie albert uh go to his ghost town to um to get him back and uh they confront corvus now um ernest borgnine <laughs> A lot of people didn't take this movie seriously because nobody thought that Ernest Borgnine in a goat makeup would. Well, they thought it was funny. Actually, this movie is pretty creepy. We stop to think about it. Um, but uh, Ernest Borgnine turns into this goat creature, and um, they they fight with him and they fight with the uh, his uh, congregation and. Uh, they end up finding this gold, um, not gold, well, it has a golden lamb's head on the top of it, but it's this glass orb, and it has the souls of everybody that Corbus has um, turned into his minions, and um, it's called the Devil's Reign, and um, so uh, they end up taking the, the Devil's Reign, and they break it, and supposedly... Um, kills all his uh his minions they 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 all start it starts raining and they all start melting the melting scene is one of the best scenes i believe i've ever seen this movie is way ahead of its time in, in special effects um but uh the uh the scene where they're they're just melting and the, the rain is actually looking like they're making them melt and um I won't tell you what happens at the end of it, but uh, it, it's it's just it's a great movie. I, I love this movie. Um, the uh, I think the best part of the the whole movie is the uh, the melting scene. Now, uh, this movie was actually financed by the mafia, and uh, Ernest Borgnine um, actually was um, claims that he wasn't even paid for his uh his role in this movie and um it also was the set was plagued by a lot of eerie um events and so there was so eerie that Ernest Borgnine said he would never uh do another movie of that genre again um this movie also um uh, John Travolta that it, it was uh it was his uh first feature film debut and that so this movie actually got him started uh, another fun fact is Anton LaVey the actual high priest of the satanic uh, church was actually um, a technical advisor of the movie and he played a um, 
a high priest briefly in this movie. The effects were um, were done by uh, uh, Tom Berman, and he used uh, <laughs> what what was really funny about this is he used um, wax figures and inflatable sex dolls uh, for the um, uh, melting scene. <laughs> I thought that was really funny, but the, the but the main thing about this is. I do believe that if it wasn't for this movie, the uh, Halloween mask from Halloween would not have um, uh, happened because they um, they actually did a uh, a life cast of uh, William Shatner to uh, build a a dummy for his uh, melting scene. And when they did... um, after they used the, the cast and everything, they made another um, uh, mask for uh, to sell for a Halloween mask, as a Captain Kirk Halloween mask, and they used that Halloween mask from that mold from this movie as um, the uh, mask for the original Halloween. So I I personally think that if they haven't made this movie, then they wouldn't have um, did a uh, life cast of William Shatner and they wouldn't have had they probably wouldn't have had Halloween but they probably wouldn't have had that mask but yeah they, they, they were, this movie is it, it's just amazing I mean it's a lot of cheese in it it's real campy um, it's creepy in some parts but the uh, the uh, melting scene is probably the best and the uh ending of it is <laughs> it's just great it's great I, I can't I can't tell you what happens of course there's a lot of uh, horror fans out there that's probably seen this movie but the young, the younger ones you know watch this movie if you can, it's just it's I love it it's just great I give this movie a 10 out of 10 also uh, you can see it and there's quite a few places you can see it on prime you can get the DVD on Amazon it's also on Google Play Movies and TV. Uh, you can rent it on YouTube. And if you have Sling TV, it, it's on there. And it's also on a, a Tubi TV. You know, the uh, the next movie I'll talk I'll talk about is another uh, classic uh, movie. And uh, I'll talk about this one right after this short break. Now the next movie I want to talk about is a movie called The Tourist Trap. It came out back in 1979. This movie is also rated PG. It's about an hour and uh, 30 minutes long. Now this one is about a group of uh, friends are stranded at a secluded roadside museum are stalked by a man who uses his telekinetic powers to control the museum's mannequins. Now this movie was directed by David Schmoller. Um, he was um, the one that directed um, the Puppet Master movies. He directed Puppet Master and Puppet Master Blitzkrieg Massacre. And he also directed a movie that I'm going to be talking about sometime in the, the near future. It's called uh, Death Heads uh, Brain Drain. That looks like a pretty good movie. I have not yet uh, seen that one. And actually, I haven't really even heard about it until uh, just recently. 
Um, this movie stars uh, Jocelyn Jane Jones. Uh, she plays Molly. Robin Sherwood plays Eileen. The beautiful uh, Tanya Roberts, um, may she rest in peace. She just died not too long ago. Uh, played uh, Becky. Now, she's been in um, a movie called The Beastmaster, and she was also in uh, several episodes of the That That '70s Show. Now, um, this movie also stars um, Chuck Connors. Uh, he plays uh, Davy. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't, won't, the younger generation won't know him. But he's the one that was um, in The Rifleman. I'm not into westerns, but I do know that uh, uh, it was a TV series called The Rifleman. He was The Rifleman in that. And he was also in a movie that, another science fiction, I don't know, I guess you could call it horror, uh, science fiction horror movie back in 1973 called Soylent Green. Yeah, he was in that one. And uh, this movie is about it opens up with a a, a car that's often um, broken down on the side of the road. A girl is up underneath a a little shade, a little blanket that she's made out of a almost like a tent, and she's sitting up underneath it. And uh, her boyfriend is pushing a tire uh, down the road, and he comes to this um, gas station. They say it's a gas station. I personally, when he when he came up there, the production value it, it wasn't really all that good because it, if it was a running gas station, they didn't have any gas pumps. And in fact, it looked like it was an abandoned building. But anyway, he comes there and he's he's looking um, for somebody to help him. And it comes to this back room and. Uh, the doors start closing on their own when he walks in and drawers start opening and closing and he's trying to get out. In fact, one of the windows opens up and he goes to the window. And I thought when I first saw this that when he, he was going to go through the window and the window's going to slam down shut on him and cut him in half or something. But uh, just as he gets to the window, it closes. And then this eerie mannequin appears out of the closet and um, throws a lead pipe and stabs him in the back. And um, then uh, that shows back to the car, and these two um, couples' friends uh, come by in um, another car and pick her up, and they go to this uh, roadside museum. I can't remember what the uh, what the name of the museum was. Now um, it's been a, I can't remember what it said, but but anyway, um, they uh, they end up. Um, at this roadside museum and Chuck Connors uh, is there he's the caretaker of the place and he acts like he's real friendly and um, tells them how his wife died and he has uh, a lot of really lifelike mannequins in the um, the museum in, in fact one of them is even uh, looks just like his his dead wife and um well, um, come to find out, you know, just to make a long story short, he's got telekinetic powers, and he kills people and turns them into mannequins for his museum. Um, it's uh, it's another one that's got a lot of camp in it. It's uh, it's, but the acting is pretty good in it for uh for that time period. Um, but it's uh. None of these movies, including this one, doesn't have any gore in it at all. 
Uh, but the score uh, on this movie, the, the music is just its real creepy. Uh, I, there's a lot of people, a lot of horror fans that, that say that, one, that Tourist Trap is their, their favorite old uh, 70s movie. Um, and this it's also one of mine. Um, Urban Yoblins, um, the producer of uh, Friday the 13th, uh, produced this along with Charles Band. And if anybody knows who Linnea Quigley is, uh, she uh, was the one who, um, in the Night of the Demons, who pushed the lipstick through her breast. Um, it, she, she actually plays uh, a cameo of one of the mannequins. Of course, you wouldn't know it because, um, you know, they got, you know, a mask or whatever it is over their face. But she actually uh, played one of the mannequins in this movie. Um, but... Uh, the part of the movie, the the girls the, uh, go out skinny dipping, and Chuck Connors comes along with the uh, with his shotgun, and um, he's uh, kind of intimidating them, and you know, and they finally get out after he leaves, and um, then one girl goes to this house that's right beside the museum. He tells them not to, but they do it anyway, and. Um, someone kills one of the girls well he tells them that it's his um i believe it's his he says it's his brother um that's just not right in the head but actually it is not his brother it's him and uh it's um i I can't i just can't really tell you too much more about this one without spoiling it um but it's another really good um cheesy movie that um, if you're a horror fan you gotta see I give this one a, a 10 out of 10 also um, definitely 10 to 10 plus um, you, know, you can you can get the DVD at Amazon as always you can watch it on Prime it's on Sling TV you can rent it on uh, no, you can't. it's on YouTube TV and it's also on uh, Tubi so uh, so yeah that's the, um, the movies for this uh, week just to recap the first one was children of the um, children shouldn't play with dead things. Uh, definitely get this in a ten out of ten. And uh, then the devil's reign, uh, give this one a ten out of ten. Uh, it, this movie is it's this it's funny. Best scene in it was the melting scene. And um, like I said, uh, if it wasn't for this movie, they wouldn't have the mask for Halloween. And then the last one was a tourist trap. I give this a ten out of ten. Also, um, these movies is a must see. If you're a horror fan, you got to see these movies. Um, like I said, it's really best to see these kind of movies at the drive-in. But you can't do it anymore. It's not there. It's just it's nothing like um, going to a drive-in back in the '70s and '80s. Uh, I really miss. Um, doing that uh to see movies like this at a drive-in and uh it's just it just brings back a lot of memories of what i used to do when i was younger um but yeah you you can watch these movies online and uh they're i mean they're just as good but you just if you could experience it at the drive-in it's just it's just amazing but yeah that's the movies for this week and uh, 
I hope that uh, you all get to see these movies because, like I said, this is a these movies are a must see for every horror fan. Uh, since it's, they're so old, you know, I imagine a lot of horror uh, fans that listen uh, have already seen it. But if you haven't, you know, the, the, here's your chance. Or if you if you haven't seen it in a long time and you want to see it again, here's your chance. Uh, but yeah, you can watch these movies. And um, this is uh, the Halloween season. It's October, and um, I'm gonna have some really good uh, ha- uh, Halloween-related uh, movies for next week. And um, so, and I'll, I'll probably have a Hall- um, Halloween-related movie uh, each episode until um, Halloween comes. But anyway, I hope everybody uh, has a good weekend. I hope everybody gets to see these movies. If you uh, want to um, leave me a voice message, um, you can leave it at um, my email. is uh, joeferrar1961 at gmail.com. Uh, if you listen to it on Anchor, uh, there's a uh, section where you can uh, send me a voice message right there on the, uh, the uh, podcast app or podcast wall. But... Um, yeah, I'm going to be having a, um, I'm thinking about having a uh, special 100 episode of um, this show uh, in a couple of uh, weeks. Um, and I'm hoping to have some really special things going on. And uh, But I, I'm not sure exactly, for sure if I'm going to be doing it or not. You know, a lot of things has come up and I really don't know if I had the time to do it or not. But I'm, I'm hopefully I, I'm going to. So, but anyway, I hope everybody uh, has a good weekend, like I said, and until next week, keep it scary.